Welcome to MindGap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast or check out our YouTube channel for the live stream there. We would love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the follow button on Twitch and the subscribe button on YouTube. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. All right, that's enough from me. On with the show! Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving, especially all the Jews, because this is a Jewish holiday based on the Jewish holiday of giving thanks. I think that's what I was taught. No, I was from Missouri. We weren't taught anything about the Jews. Well, we were taught some things about the Jews, but not the good stuff. Very incorrect and and very outdated. Yeah. yeah, not good. Not good. Same with Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's really funny when I think about. I I specifically remember. I think it was first or second grade. I love how I say I specifically remember, but I can't remember if it's first or second grade. It was between kindergarten and senior year of high school. I remember one of those years we dressed up. Half the class was pilgrims. The okay. other half were Native Americans, and it's like, and yay! What's up? That's not what you called them at the time. Nope. And I didn't say very what we called him at the time. Very incorrect. Yeah. Yep. And it was like, look at it. We're all, oh, this is great. Look at this. Half of us are this. Half of us are that. And we're getting along. It's That is not it's what happened. Incredible. The, the stories we're fed in this country uh, as school children and how much. As school children, we have no reason to think otherwise. Mm-hmm. There's no reason not to buy into what we're told. Yeah. And and it is such a romantic notion. Like whoever created that version of the story of the first Thanksgiving must have worked on rom-coms in the 80s and 90s because they were flawlessly executed. Yeah. Just like, oh my God, what a great notion. This These people from a foreign land come to these people who are inhabiting this land and they got together and there were cornucopias. There's p- gourds. Yeah, boards. Some of these folks were struggling, and they needed help. And wouldn't you know it? The indigenous people were like, "We're going to help these people that are struggling. We're going to share a meal. We're going to break bread. We're going to teach you how to sow your seeds into the land and make corn." Yes. Damn it, we all got better because of it. <laughs> Lovely story. Listen, so- I-, I get it. It's hard to be like, yeah. So were our ancestors essentially ravaged? The land here we came here and we just sort of took it we spread a lot of diseases we weakened them and then we just kept taking and we kept taking and those people are barely alive today yeah um but you know there's something to be said for confronting your past i'd argue you yeah. know knowing where you came from really is important 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. I feel like I don't know what age, like at some point you, you definitely need to, to start teaching the real, the real history, if you will. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wondering like, what age is that? That's the, the proper age. Uh, you know, is it right away? It, there's, I could see arguments that could say, you know, yeah, right away. Why feed any sort of lie into this? Um, I think what my plan is, yeah, my plan is like, I'm not going to lie to her about it, but I will correct her. If she's like, dad, we learned that the Native Americans and the pilgrims were best buddies. I'm like, that's not true, actually. What happened right. was, and I will tell her, but I'm also not going to be like, Natalie, it's Saturday. Are you ready for the weekend? Guess what? Before we get started, here's a little tidbit about the right. pilgrims, you know, right. like I want to correct her. <laughs> what was yeah. it? I think it was on uh, last January for uh, Martin Luther King Day. Sure. And uh, at school, like, she was learning, you know, the legit stuff about Martin Luther King. One of the kids in her class goes, he was murdered. He was shot and killed. I told that to uh, Charity, who was on the show a while ago. She goes, man, that kid's woke as fuck. And I was like, right? Like, that kid's parents are like, you're going to learn what happened to this man. Oh, shit, man, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because honestly, I think people don't realize that kids can really handle information. They may not fully grasp it. And I'm right. not saying I'm going to show her, you know, right. movie hostile and be like, let's get into this. You know, <laughs> they may not need to know the gory details, but at least the truth of what happened mm -hmm. yeah. as they get older then the details can kind of unfold themselves. But yeah, I don't think there's any reason to start off with any semblance of a lie out the gate you know that's i just I, it's a disservice to everyone involved yeah i agree and uh that's kind of the, what sometimes i have to tell natalie like when you're older we can talk more about it just because these concepts are complicated you know Absolutely. it's it's hard yeah. for me to describe what religion is in a neutral way right, right now like i i want to but you're not going to understand the concept of god also, Daddy has his own preconceived judgments on religion. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, and I and she's asked that before. She's like, Dad, what's that building? Is that a library? I'm like, no, that's a church. Oh, what's a church? Well, it's a place where people go when they want to sort of uh, celebrate, and uh, they want to. It's hard to describe what praying is, and you know, it's just not part of what I we would do. I start by just saying it's a place where people feel obligated to go once a week, where they get crackers and wine. Yes. Where they are slowly earning up enough hypothetical capital to then cash in at a certain point in their life when they die to go to a place that's made of clouds and white people. Bingo. Mm -hmm. And that, Natalie, is Christianity. There you go. Moving ne on. Next week, Muslims. <laughs> Natalie is going to be uh, the most well-rounded child I think uh, you know we've seen in a while. Well, what I my goal is to is to be as truthful with her as possible, so that you know, I want she's very curious, and I want to I want to definitely encourage it. I want to encourage her curiosity. I want her to ask questions, and she does ask a lot of questions. And sometimes it's exhausting, and sure. I'm just like, can we just not ask questions right now? But also at the same time, she and I are inventing games every day, and they will make no sense to anybody else. But there are little games, and I love it. Like just I last night. Um, I don't even know. I, this happened less than 24 hours ago and I can't even remember like the genesis of what happened. But what it was is she, um, she asked me, like, she asked me a question and said, why? And I turned back and well, let me ask you a question. Why? And she goes, 
Well, let me ask you a question. Why? I go, no. Okay, that's a good question. Let me ask you a question. Why? And it became this game yeah. where you would try to insert why and catch it there. It's almost like playing the game, you know, yeah. like. Oh, damn it. Yeah. So, it, you know, we, we let it go for a couple minutes. I go, oh, Natalie, you know what I learned today? She's like, what? I go, why? And she, and they, so of course, she immediately goes, dad, you know what I learned today? Why? And she would just repeat what I did. Yeah. I got to the point where I went downstairs and it was Jill's turn to like go in and do her bedtime routine. I go, hey, this is not going to make any sense, but this is what I need you to do. All right, you're going to go up there. You're going to say, hey, Natalie, um, got some really important news to tell you. You need to get in close. You need to whisper in her ear. You need to say why. And Jill just goes, okay. And apparently it didn't have the effect at all. Like Natalie just stared at her. And then Natalie goes, hey, mom, why? And just like did it right back to her. And so we just do this stupid shit all the time. Like we're just constantly. Yeah. And she's been doing a really good job of playing along, which is what I love about her because we're going to have so many dumbass games. Like when we... Yeah. When we, when we say the same word at the same time, you know, which normal people call a jinx, uh-huh. you know, we have to say the following phrases and you have to say them at the same time. You have to say peanut butter, egg dirt, hooba stank, PJ fart face. And then you have to lean your head back and say, woo. It's a thing that we all do as a family. Peanut, sorry, peanut butter, fart face, peanut butter, okay. egg dirt. Peanut butter, egg dirt, hoobastank, Hoobastank, TJ fart face, woo, woo. Yeah. Okay. That's, you know what? Not even going to, I don't, I'm going to let it go because I love that. That's your thing. (laughs) Zenny just goes egg dirt. Egg dirt. Absolutely. (laughs) Guys, if there's one thing we want you to take away from tonight's episode, it's egg dirt. Well, that first part's from a Scrubs episode where JD and the Jander are saying the same thing at the same time. Okay. And it's it's something like it's pretty simple and then they both say peanut butter egg dirt at the same time. So that's something Jill and I have said throughout our relationship relationship. When we uh say something at the same time, we'll look at each other and go, Peanut butter egg dirt and we try to say it at the same time we like that episode. So that was always an ongoing joke. And then we did it with her. And then we were playing this game and in order to decide who got this by saying it first, we then elongate it to say, Well, you gotta say peanut butter egg dirt, and then you gotta say who mistake. And then that came too easy. Like, now you got to add TJ Fartface. And then you got to add a woo at the end. It just became this ongoing thing that we now yeah. do all the time. And it's very funny. And Natalie will get mad at me, like, if I don't participate. She goes, Dad, that includes you. <laughs> Which is really funny. <laughs> oh, man. I got to say that you got you got a fun life over there, Doug. She's and a I, fun I kid, man. Seriously, like, that's that's fun. She's really fun. I, I definitely appreciate <laughs> her stuff. Although, um, uh, the other day, uh, we were doing family swim at uh, at swim lessons, and uh, as we, one does, as we do, and there uh, was a man and his son uh, in the lane next to us doing their practice stuff, and they were Asian. I say that because it's very relevant to the story. Okay. And while we were swimming, it's not just a John Cochran. No, it's not just a John Cochran. Was like, yeah. So uh, I had this girl on my team, this black girl, and uh, why why do you need to tell me she's black? Okay, I mean that's great. What's, is it relevant to the story? You can just say you have this girl on your team, on your track team. Right. Yeah, I knew this black girl. She was really fast. And I was just like, not necessary, dad, but thank you. Yeah, but she, um, she's like, we're swimming and she, it's, you know, son, father. She goes, dad, that looks like Shang-Chi's dad. <laughs> I'm like, oh. like, oh, hey, uh, why don't you go do another round of your stuff? Go do some scoops and kicks. I was like, hey, let's. Too bad, too loud, because yes, it's an Asian man. 
but not all Asian men are Shang-Chi and Shang-Chi's dad. What an interesting, like, again, talk about conceptually how to explain why that's not good or right to a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Because what she's trying to do is draw a correlation of, oh, an Asian person, but like it, she's making a connection, but it's not. It's good intention. It's want to be making like it's. How do you even begin? Because, like, as we just said, like there are certain things conceptually that are just impossible to explain to a child. Yeah. How do you tackle that? Yeah, I avoided that one. I was just like, "Hey, let's do another lap." You know, like just. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, that's that's, uh, that's interesting. But again, something that uh, it's that happens. Like, it's not mm-hmm. something you can avoid. You know, it's very similar to what they're going to learn in school and what, like there's these things that you can't avoid it, but how the hell do you begin to address those things? What an awkward, did, did anyone else here in the area? Okay. Thankfully it was quiet. And I was like, now's not the time in the middle of our limited time in the pool to explain why that's kind of a racist. No, it is a racist comment, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But we had just watched Shang-Chi. So she was like, Oh, that's an Asian guy. And it's also like she has when we were when we lived in the city, I was really happy about her daycare because she was surrounded by a bunch of diverse teachers and kids. Sure, she was learning yeah. Chinese like they were teaching everyone their Chinese, which was awesome. And I'm really sad yeah. that they stopped doing that. But um, and moving out to the burbs, I'm like, God, she's just around a whole bunch of white kids. But there's actually a lot more diversity than usual. There's a, uh, a couple Asian kids in her class. Um I guess that's really kind of where it ends. Uh, but different kinds of Asians. But for yeah. the suburbs. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. There's a kid named Vraj in her class. And, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, it's Vraj. There's a girl named Arya. There's actually three Asian kids in her class. So it's, you know, she's seeing that stuff and it's not weird, you know, which is good. Right. Unlike where I grew up, it's like, hey, I'm in junior high and a black kid showed up, you know. Whoa. Missouri, Missouri was slightly different. Yeah. 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 Lolly says, we've been isolated from society so long that when my three-year-old is out, like when we went hiking, she points out loudly and says, Dad, look, there goes another human. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, without that fail, she makes us sound like alien shapeshifters every time. <laughs> That's so funny. But again, think about, it too, like, you know, Slotty's kid, three years old, year and a half to two years of those three have been spent in yeah. super isolation, yep. like right in that development time. So yeah, it doesn't. It's not surprising that it's like, oh my god, there's more of us out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's what we take for granted is discovery for a younger person. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing too. Is again, I look at that stuff as like, what's the intent behind it? You know, right. because sometimes Natalie's tone doesn't always come off the right way, which we're working on it with her. We're okay. like, hey, when you say certain things, like you need to. You know, we need to we need to sharpen up that tone so it doesn't sound like you're being a bitch. Okay. Okay. Like, I cook. You know, I cook a lot. I cook everything, and Natalie will sometimes want something that's a little bit different. So as I'm finishing up, you know, the adults meal, I'm like, oh, Natalie stuff. I'm like, what did she want again? Oh, she wanted an egg, a banana, and something else. And I just do it all. I put it on the table, and she'll be like, Dad, where's my apple cider? And I just want to flip the table over. And be like, eat it off the floor, you fucking animal. Jill, I'll be like, ah, and Jill will like put her hand out and be like, hey, Natalie, you know, dad worked really hard getting your, your stuff together. Maybe a better way to say that is like, you know, 
Hey, Dad, thanks for the meal. Um, You know, I thought I was going to have apple cider. Is it okay if I have some? That's a better way to phrase that. You um, know. <laughs> where's my fucking apple cider? Yeah. Clown. Because Jill originally tried to soften it. She's like, maybe you could say, Dad, you must have made an oopsie. You know, where's my stuff? And she did that. I was like, you're condescending to me. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't want that from you, child. You made an oopsie. I'm like, yeah, I made all of this stuff. Sorry, I forgot your banana. All right. Like, Jesus, (laughs) go get it yourself. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I want to eat. Yes. And she does use the hard R on the N word while singing rap song. Yes, we are. (laughs) Teaching her that only at home. Can you do that? And actually, there was a kid at school that used, uh, that dropped shit and uh, got in trouble. She goes, yeah. Dad, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use those words because so-and-so used it today and they got in trouble. I go, remember how mom and I said, don't do that. And what would happen? You saw it firsthand. So that's good learning. So yeah. don't do it. Are you going to see that up? Yeah. Don't do that. Well, I remember, I remember three years ago, four years ago, whatever it was, uh, when she, when she said, Oof. fuck. Oh yeah. When she dropped that piece of paper. But again, I re- I distinctly remember you're like, I can't be too mad because she used it contextually appropriately. Mm-hmm. Like she used it right. Yeah. So she did it again she, the other she, night. She said yeah. shit. Like she dropped something in the, in the bathroom. She spilled a bunch of water and dropped something. She goes, go, what'd you say? She's like, bad word. I'm like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Back in my mind, I was like, you did it right, but don't do that, okay? How hard is it to, when it comes out of a little person's mouth, how hard is it to not? It was adorable. It was absolutely like, adorable. Right. Yeah. It's just her Did little you, voice saying shit. And I was like, oh, don't get there yet, okay? Like, when you were younger, did you get vinegar, soap, other, if you said something bad? Uh, I got you know, soap. I didn't really swear at home like i even to this day i don't swear like it just seems like we just established something like that's not i i don't think i've ever heard my parents say fuck ever oh really which to them bravo yeah uh i've heard my mom just call someone a bitch at mcdonald's which was she was having a bad morning and yeah it was very funny i distinctly remember her she waiting for the food to come out. They're like, yeah, can you pull forward? And someone honked at her and she got out. She's like, I'm waiting for my food, you bitch. And then got in the car and I was like, oh, well, boy, ma. And my, hear my dad call people dumb shits, which is just funny to me. That just seems to water down, you know, whatever you, ah, yeah. what a dumb shit. I'm just like, oh, that's funny. That's like an old man, you know, thing. But yeah, that's the most I've heard them really say. I've never heard them drop anything. And, uh, yeah, it's to the point now where, I mean, I'll say shit and stuff like that in front of them, but I don't say yeah. F-bombs. Although I might, if it's if the, if the mood strikes and it's right, right, I'll be like, ah, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I can't remember when it was, but there was definitely a turning point where I was like, oh, I'm an adult now. I can say what I want to say, and they really can't get upset with me anymore. Mm-hmm. And from that point forward, and it's not like I go over there, shit, fuck, 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 shit, fuck. I don't you know, abuse it. But, uh, I swear a lot just in my normal mm-hmm. vocabulary. It's just how I express myself. It's, it's my love language. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I made a decision a while ago, uh, years ago that I'm not going to change that. I'm not going to speak differently in front of my parents. So mm-hmm. I'm like, they're adults. I'm an adult. You know, if I, yeah. if, if in normal conversation, I would say fuck in this instance, then I'm going to say it in front of them. Yeah. And if they don't like it, Sorry, 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you can just, you know, edit it just a little bit instead of saying finger fuck, just say finger blast, you know? Exactly. Like instead of saying shit cunt, I can say, you know, back, back to, to fronter. Front. Exactly. exactly. Peanut butter egg dirt. Peanut butter egg dirt. Who was saying? See that far face. We did it. Yeah. We did it. Zenny asks, have I ever caught Nat eavesdropping at my rec recording door? Uh, Nat's bedroom is on the other side of my wall over here. So a lot of times, I think she says something. She goes, Dad, how come you're always saying, uh, welcome to uh, uh, Bum Ging Bum Gap Podcast? Yeah. I was like, what? She goes, you're always yelling something about, I go, oh, I say welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. She goes, yeah, how come you say that every week? I was like, well name of my podcast, podcast? <laughs> i'm welcoming everybody to the podcast she goes oh okay so she does hear some stuff that's for sure but... until she falls asleep yeah <laughs> or do you think you know how we've always said like when she grows up she'll have a record of all the things that you've said on the spot i feel like she's just getting it in real time she's mm -hmm. just got her cup does she have water by her bedside does she drink uh sometimes what? sometimes so she does she throws that you're gonna find a very wet corner of the closet it's a mold and like, she, yeah, she's just got that cup up to the wall, and she or she could just drink it, you know. No, she's <laughs> just right. She's a six. She's a five year old. She doesn't right. understand logic. That's ridiculous. She doesn't have practical Natalie, so you know. No, not yet. Yeah, practical Natalie is still developing. Yeah, it'll take it'll take some time. <laughs> uh, so you uh, you do anything for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I'm gonna go over to my sister in law's place. Uh, we're gonna have <laughs> some family over there. What's up? Jill just says we are eavesdropping right now. Jill's in the chat. Jill has entered the chat. Thank you, Jill. Jill's got a glass of wine. Things are about to get crazy. There you go. Yeah, she aggressively ripped open a ripped out the cork of a bottle tonight. And I was like, ooh. Hey girl. She's like, yeah, sometimes she looked at me, she goes, Sometimes you just gotta shove it in there. I'm like, now you're talking. Ooh. And Natalie comes oh, up, I go, wow. Oh hey, what's up, Natalie? What are you doing? Uh, when you need something? Talk to me more about cork shoving. Baby, sometimes Gotta put the cork in that bottle. Gotta put it in real deep. Ooh. Gotta make sure that those get what they're called. That the notes, the the moisture, they gotta yep. stay in there. You gotta know? be moist. It's gotta it's, be moist and ripe. Slotty aggressively ripped open a wine box. That's what I thought, Slotty. I was like, oh, she aggressively pulled the tap out of a box of uh, <laughs> what is it, Frenois or whatever it is that that shit box wine. <laughs> No, she has her apothic red, her yes, apothic cab, and she's yes, yes, yes. Like, look, 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 look. I'm Just telling sort you, sort of licks it, you know, licks the way the stuff. Some people will wipe it. She goes, want to doesn't want to miss a drop. Just. Just, just <laughs> throws the bottle. Yep, <laughs> gets all the droplets. Just, off. just real quick, just goes ha, you know. Hawk. <laughs> I'm gonna pour some wine. Do you want some? Sure. Look, 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 look. Hawk. Hey, you drinking wine down there, babe? Yeah, how do you know? Just intuition? Just, yep. I felt a disturbance in the force. <laughs> the mood strikes, I suppose, you know, whatever you gotta do. That's it. Yeah. Uh, there's some uh, gummy worms in the upper cabinet. Enjoy. <laughs> apothic red and gummy worms. <laughs> so I'm going over to my sister-in-law's house. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. No one at that house will have heard this episode. <laughs> this is just I was going to ask, are, do you have the, the classic, you know, um, you know, oh, we're going to Thanksgiving. Everyone just be cool. Don't talk about, you know, politics or, 
you know, religion or please, please keep it together? So uh, it depends on what faction of what side of what family, right? So I come from a divorced family. So there are, we, we have multiple sides of families that we could potentially go to. <laughs> right. And different subsects of each of those branches uh, between Beth's family and my family and my other side of my family. Um, it, it, it depends. You've got to know, you got to know going in what your game plan is. And so there are a few individuals uh, on this side of the family that we, we try as best we can to steer clear of anything politically based and we'll have a great time. Nice. <laughs> it, there's been a few times. And I think the thing is we all, at this point, we all know, uh, if we want to have a good evening, we all just the people who lean right and the people who lean left, uh, they, we've come to a mutual understanding where it's, look, let's just have a nice time. We're going to talk about maybe some sports. We'll talk about what we've all been getting up to. We'll talk about, you know, any movies or books we've we've read or seen. And uh, we'll leave it very, very, uh, very surface level. We'll play some board games. Always nice. fun. You know, nice. what uh, kind of board games? So there's this one, oh God, you put me on the spot. I can't remember what it's called now. <clears throat> it's a game where uh, there's like 10 pages of like a whiteboard book with mm -hmm. a dry erase marker and you get a, uh, you get a, a, a word and you've got to, the first person draws that word. They pass the book over and the next person writes the word, what they think the drawing is. And then the next person just looks at that the written word and tries to draw. And so it's like a telephone game, but with drawing and writing. Interesting. And then once everyone's done, it gets back to you. And then each person goes through the progression or the degression of what the thing was. So that game is very, very popular. So uh, I'm going to guess 80% of the time, the last drawing is a dick. No, but... We have gotten some questionable drawings where it could easily, it could easily have gone that way. Yes, it's like you know, it's easy to go there, like Jackbox sure. games where you know, yeah. the what was it the, it was Hard Drive News or The Onion, one of the two. Like there was an article that says Jackbox games uh, bans the word "come" from right. from their games because <laughs> that's just what people <laughs> always answer. Oh god, uh, yeah, that's exactly it too. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a fun game. I think it, it. Here's the thing: if we were to play with our group, it would inevitably get to that point. Of yes. course, but, yeah, uh, it would be. Especially you throw yeah. Jared in there, and you know, hundred oh, percent. Who knows what you? That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So here's what, what I suggest. What, what? Here's my suggestion to you. Oh, all yeah. right, you guys, you come in, you take off your coats, you say hi to everyone, and you say, "Hey, everyone." Um. Al Rittenhouse is a free man. And you just see where the conversation goes. You just drop that. And then I'm like, I'm going to go get some apothic red. Yeah. And just go. Yeah. You know, and then just see if you can get a high five, you know, or something. Oh, I already know who exactly would high five. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It'd be really fun. Which, uh, not going to happen, Doug. <laughs> not going to happen. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge denied. <laughs> Hardcore pass. That sounds like the worst possible. Just in time for Thanksgiving, baby. Just in time for Thanksgiving, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah we, could, real treat. we could go down that rabbit hole, but we won't tonight. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm actually having uh, a, uh, most of Jill's family is coming to visit us. Okay. Natalie's all excited for the feast, as she calls it. Dad, are we Ooh. having a feast? Yes, we are having a feast. 
So I've got some Is good Doug stuff. Is Doug going to work his ass off in the kitchen? I am. So I'm going to smoke a brisket. I'm going to do a pork loin. I'm going to okay. do dad mac, my mac and cheese. Yes, sir. I'm going to do some focaccia bread. Nice. I'm going to make some Twix bars. And I'm going to smoke an apple pie. You wait, Twix bars. Go back to these Twix bars. You're talking about you're going to make your own homemade Twix bars? Yeah. You have my attention. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to do focaccia. I'm going to do uh, smoke an apple pie. And then I'm going to do a chocolate lot smoker. Ooh, shit. I tested Make it out right. on Saturday, and it turned out easy. Good shit. I'm going to create apple pie. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I've got some great. I need to share all these recipes that I'm doing on our recipes uh, part in our Discord. Which, by the way, if you haven't, you should check out our Discord. Want to know how to do that? Head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. In the about section, you'll see a little thing that says Discord. Click on it. It'll take you right on over. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, down in the description, you'll find a link. Discord. Come hang out there. Good time. You enjoy it. Yeah, Promise. We have a recipe that. section. I, uh, I'm impressed at how much you're going. So is anyone else allowed to bring anything? Or mm-hmm. are you kind of, okay. I yeah, I think one of her sisters is, is going to make mashed potatoes. Uh, her mom is going to bring like uh, one or two pies just to add to the collection. I think someone else sure. is bringing like a, a corn dish or something like that. So or no then, you guys. What's up? No turkey, though. I <sighs> Turkey doesn't do it for me, man. Like yeah. there's, I've only had a handful of turkeys in my life that have been really like memorable and delicious. And one of them okay. actually was... Bill's sister brined a turkey for three days and then, and that was like, that sounds delectable. I'm like, cool. It's juicy. It was so full of flavor. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. But most of the time, turkey is boring as hell to me. Like I, it is such a boring, boring meat. And probably because I've just had mediocre at best turkey. So I'm like, I, I, I prefer to do something non-traditional. I'm like, what can I put on the smoker? I've, I've had this brisket. For almost a year in the freezer, I'm like, I want to use this thing, but I don't want to use it just for us because, you know, yeah, J- Jill and Natalie and I, I mean, Jill doesn't even really love brisket. So I'm like, I, I've been waiting to find a good time to do it. I'm like, Thanksgiving. There we go. Yeah. Jill's like, well, maybe not everyone may like brisket. I'm like, we'll do a pork loin too. How about that? You know, we'll get both of those in there. I'm doing too much as I always do. So you guys go. are going to have probably around 10 people over, right? Uh, I've... Those five. Yeah, including us, about 14 people. Yeah, I wasn't including you. Yeah. I never do. I know. Yeah. 14 people. So yeah, I mean, you'll have enough people to enjoy the brisket at that point. You have to have. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's only about a six and a half pound brisket, but, you know, it's too much. It always is. But, yeah. you know, I've also bought a whole bunch of to-go boxes from Costco. So I'm like, here you go, guys. Take it with you. Bingo, bongo. You know? See, that's the key right there. Because then we're also, for our own personal Thanksgiving, doing pulled pork. And I'm making some fresh dinner rolls. Wait, when does that happen? Thursday. The, the family one's happening on Saturday. Oh, I was like. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't clarify that. I was like, I'm not understanding yeah. this at all. Yeah, her family's uh, coming on Saturday. That's the big one. And then it. we'll do our own personal one Thursday. So I'm. Keeping it relatively simple with, well, I also making a, a French toast croissant casserole for Natalie because Natalie loves it and Ooh. she's been asking for it for months and I'm like, I don't eat that anymore. So no, I'm not making it. Great. And Jill's like, do it for Thanksgiving. I'm like, fine, I'll do it for Thanksgiving. Do it and for that. 
Dougie going to have a little taste? I'll have a little bit. I've been yeah. good. I've been enjoy- I mean, I had I had some of that uh, chocolate lava cake, I, I, and I've been enjoying it in moderation every night. I get a couple spoonfuls with a, a small a spoonful of uh, no ice cream, and then boom, that's it. chocolate. You're done. Like, you're good. You're good. Good. Yeah. Good. Some of the best turkey I still say is the deep fried turkey. We've done that uh, at our yeah. before a few times, and it uh, always worries the shit out of me because. Of the dogs are always running around the backyard where it's happening. And I'm like, this is not going to end well, but when it's done and that oil is not hissing anymore and <laughs> bubbling and popping and that Turkey's cutting on the table. Holy fuck. Is it good? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've definitely had some good stuff. Yeah. That. I think Jill's dad used to do that, but the thing is with frying, it's good, but I hate frying food because the cleanup is a pain in the ass. Right. Well, I never did it. Yeah. So it's so fine. It's always amazing for me. Yeah. There's so many things, like so many recipes. It's like, oh, I'd love to do that, but I don't want to fry it because I don't know what to do with the oil when it's done. Like, Dude, it's I'm telling obnoxious. you, that's why when Beth and I get our place and we've got a little bit more counter space, air fryer. I am buying yeah. an air fryer. They're good, man. Yeah. Yeah, I have one. I, I I'm don't... not going to air fry a turkey in there, no. obviously. But Actually, yeah. I, I made donuts in an air fryer. Have you? Know, you? They weren't amazing, but, you know, considering what it was, pretty decent. Yeah. You know, not bad. You know, for, for, for getting them to come through. But I love it for warming up stuff. Like warming up fried food in there, it's great. It's so good. Warming up there pizza go, in right. there is awesome. Right. Like uh, making some frozen, you know, popcorn shrimp or something in there. Fantastic. Yeah. It does a really good job. It's yeah, really nice. See, that's the thing. I always, I would love to get, I, I, I love me a chicken wing. And mm-hmm. like, yes. Not even sauce based, like just even doing the yeah. rubs and everything. Like there's so many different flavors and stuff that I've wanted to try, but I hate heating up the oil. And I, I could bake them. I know I could, but it just never turns out the same, you know. So I'm just, I feel like that's going to be the answer to my uh, to my problem. Oh, it's smart, man. It's a good way to go. Pizza rolls and air fryer, boom, right? Oh, see, Crit gets it. Yeah, Crit gets it. Yeah. By the way, hello, Wolf's Lore. Thanks for tuning in, man. I'm deathly allergic, therefore popcorn shrimp cannot be fantastic. <laughs> Here's the thing. Fantastic is, you know, it's it's a frozen, <laughs> a frozen well, thing, you know. Thing. What a last meal, right? I'm just saying, right? Come on, that it's it's. I've never thought about it. What do you want your last meal to be? You know, you secretly something I'm very allergic to, so I'll <laughs> die on my own terms. Thank you very much. You know, <laughs> that or something that will give me explosive diarrhea. You know, right, I want exactly. a big old thing of milk because I'm lactose intolerant. I'm lactose intolerant. I want all of you to have to deal with this. I'm going out in style, motherfucker. I'm going to be gassy. What the last great F you. Yeah, right? Just, you just down a gallon of milk, and then the next day when they put you under, you just void those bowels, but it's extra voidy. Oh, man. Yeah. Done. Bring me all the Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I love cooking, and uh, I've been looking for an yeah. excuse to this brisket and to make this apple pie and i haven't made this apple pie in a year made it I last thanksgiving you, made it, you were swooning over it yeah and uh i hope more people i basically ate that thing by myself last <laughs> not in one sitting not in one right. sitting but still not good that i ate that whole thing by myself yeah but Ooh. yeah i'm looking forward it's to it i like um thing is i like thanksgiving i uh me too I always, I always tend to overeat, um, and it's, I, you know, I, I'm, it, I've, I used to go, oh man, why did I do that? And now I'm aware of it, and I'm still gonna do it. But it's you, you I've, I've made peace with it. I'm comfortable with it, and it's just, uh, it's a nice, I don't know, it's something. It's a very, to me, it's a very neutral holiday, 
again, history aside, it's a very like you're not there's no gift. There's no expectations. Yes. of gift. You're not having to dress up. You're not having to. It's kind of just this real nice get together and have a good family dinner holiday. Yes. And people tend to bring their a game when they're cooking. A lot of people are like, I'm going to try this new recipe. So you get a little experimentation. I, I find it to be one of the more enjoyable holidays. I agree. I, I agree. I, I love the, cause that's the thing with, with Christmas is it's just the gifts. I'm like, can we just not do the gifts? Like I would prefer not to do yeah. it. just it's, it's too much for the kids. Fine. Adults. Let's just fuck off. Let's everyone. There's a $20. Just don't do it. Just not do it. Like I don't need anything. Like I don't, it's fine. Good for the kids and all. So with your guys' family, do you do everyone gets everyone, like everyone gets gifts from everyone else? Or do you do a, like a, like a, cause we do what, what we we call the color, the cousins gift exchange, like a white, a white elephant. What's the, whatever it is. We draw names and everyone gets one person, one thing, you know, and that's Secret Santa. Sure. uh, Secret Santa. Yes. Um, so that has proven to be a nice uh, middle ground for us. And it's, it's kind of, it's helped temper expectations, which is fantastic. Yeah. And we said, you know, set the limit. And there's this website called Elfster where you can actually put stuff on a wish list. Oh, cool. So you're not going to get stuff that you don't, you know, you're going to get stuff that you potentially want, you sure. know? So that's, that has been nice. But like in your guys's family, is it one of those things where everyone you're required to get, these three and these three and they're required to get so you're all exchanging gifts to everyone we used to do where we would just draw and like i would just get one person someone else would get one person you just get them a gift like basically all but finally we got away with it we're just just for the kids like okay yeah i don't know man i i i don't like having to i don't like the idea of forcing a gift it's like a valentine's day thing for me right like if you're forcing a day where i have to say i love you and we have to put you pretend or not pretend it's up to you whether or not we're in love and we care about each other like with christmas it's like i don't want to feel obligated to get you something you justin are a very good friend of mine i'd say easily one of my best friends i would probably still have a hard time trying to find you something because i want it to be meaningful i want it to right. be something worthwhile it would probably be easier than some other folks but even i even for you i'd be like man what would i get justin that is <laughs> you know Right. I just, I, it's so stressful for me. I don't like, I don't like doing it. If you can find the right thing, it's great. Like mm-hmm. for Jill's birthday last year, you know, she's really into books. I got her a bunch of like book knickknack things. Like I got her a little coffee mug warmer so that she can just put her coffee on it and just sit there and it will warm it automatically. Keep it warm while she reads a book. I got her a little, a little table that she can sit over her lap while she sits at the couch and she can read her book and have her coffee and, you know, just right. little things like that, you know. I, I I got her, and um, I was like, "That's great, that's perfect." And I'm super easy. Like, I don't ever want anything big. Like, right. Give me some Chinese food, a little cake, and a couple of nerdy stuff, and I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty easy. Little Funko Pop Funko figure, and yeah, yeah we're good to go. Good. I'm no, I'm yeah. just I'm thrilled about just about anything. <laughs> but I just um, Crit says Justin needs the D and D book set for Christmas <laughs> or Christmas. <laughs> ah, for Christmas! I love that. Yeah. By the uh, way, Wolf Wolf says I'm thankful for you guys in the Mind Gap community. I'm thankful to you as well, Wolf. And honestly, I'm going to take a moment here to be a little mushy and say I am extremely thankful to our entire Mind Gap community. Like we have grown little by little, and 
the years or year and a half or however long we've really been online on Twitch and stuff like that. We've slowly accumulated people here and there, and it's been so awesome. Like, just absolutely wonderful to have people and, and to the listeners, too. Like, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you to everyone that's been tuning in to the show on YouTube and on Twitch and watching our shit and, 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 and just participating. It, it means so much to us. Really appreciate it. And Justin, of course, I appreciate you, man. I'm thankful for you that we're still doing this. Oh, six years, still going, you know? I know. Over 300 it's, episodes, like, still going. You, you wouldn't have thought, you know, when we started, like who knew where this was going to go or anything. So I'm, I'm very thankful for you and for, uh, you know, your continued interest and partnership in doing this. And, and, and to the listeners, too, it's, it's, it's weird to think that we have our community is small but mighty. And it's weird to think that we have a community at all. And right. What's wild about it is the majority of the people in our community we have not met in person, mm -hmm. but would consider, if not, you know, uh, more than acquaintances, just like good friends. Like, absolutely. People who we know, we get inside jokes with each other and we can, you know, have conversation. We all, you know, bust each other's chops and we know it's in, in jest and in love and, it's just really cool to have that community again of people who otherwise would be strangers. Yeah. It's the weirdest, weirdest feeling to kind of have curated that. And it's very cool. So it, thank you to everyone who has joined the mind gap, the M the MG, uh, no, what MGP, MGP, the mind cat. No, MGPU. <laughs> mind gap universe that's it the mgu mgu there you go used to hashtag mgu and i forgot what it was yes but uh Mgoo! Mgoo! <laughs> uh everyone except slotty he always yeah. brings us down air fryers are great but they have their limits Look, you don't have to do that man don't don't be practical slotty right now all right we don't need that we already got practical doug we don't need you bringing everyone else down no my goal someday is to have a real life event that's open to our mind gap community where we all get together. We, we cook some great food. We bring the, the, the greatest culinary minds. We bring the Slotties, the Noahs and myself to the table. And we all come up and cook something good. And we all hang out and just enjoy just fucking around. It'd be so much fun. Someday it could happen. Someday. Someday. Well, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Ridley Scott. Speaking of Thanksgiving, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Speaking of British people. Yeah. Uh-oh. Vamp, Justin. <clears throat> okay. Vamp. So, have you heard of Ridley Scott? I have. He's an 82-year-old director, filmmaker. He's done such great things as Alien and I think Aliens. Yeah. No, did no James yeah. Cameron did that. That's right. He did. He did Prometheus. Cameron ruins every... Well, we don't talk about that, but, you know... Uh, he also did a little thing called uh, The Last Duel, mm -hmm. which is right. what we're talking about here. He also hates millennials. Well, not, sorry, not millennials. He calls them, what does well, he call them again? Millennials. Millennials. Yeah. <laughs> like the Millennium Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, there was this article, and this this has been going around in a lot of different places, but I, I found this on Twitter. Ridley Scott pins the last duel bombing on apathetic millennials. Um, and uh, it's a short article, and basically, to quote him, I think what it boils down to, because he, he was on uh, Mark Maron's podcast, What the Fuck, fuck uh, podcast, and 
Um, I listened to the podcast after reading this in the article because I was like, this seems kind of like a weird quote. I want to know the full context in which it was said. About this. Yeah. We're just like, this could go one of either he's being a real dick and not making a lot of sense or Mm -hmm. this was taken out of context and it was a much larger conversation. Because this is a great headline. Right. Oh, very. Much, Ridley Scott yeah. thinks millennials are the reason why his movie bombed. Like, what a great headline to pull people in and just generate outrage. Uh, he says, "I think what it boils down to what we've got today are the audiences who are brought up on these fucking cell phones. The millennium, his words, do not ever want to be taught anything unless you're told it on a. Like this is a broad stroke, but I think we're dealing with it right now with Facebook. This is a misdirection that has happened, where it's given the wrong kind of confidence to this latest generation." Um, I don't know what that last sentence means. I don't know what the first part of the sentence means. Yeah. I don't, um, even listening to the podcast, I thought I was going to get more understanding, uh, mm-hmm. gain a deeper insight into what he was saying. I can, I am still left, um, making my own assumptions as to what he meant by this. There was no more clarity, at least that I got out of the podcast itself. Did you? Yeah. No, it was honestly to me, um, when I when I originally read this, I was like, man, what a grumpy 83-year-old man who's right. just like, these fucking millennials don't like my stuff. Because he's British, that's what he sounds like. Right. And um, I was annoyed. I was like, Jesus, man, like, really? That's what you're going to blame it on? When I went and listened to the podcast, it was such a throwaway quote. Like, it seemed it was just something right. that was like, as soon as like Mark Marin like, was heading in that direction, I'm like, oh, here's the quote. And he says it, and they immediately just move on. Like, it was like a nothing thing right. i was like you oh to another thought immediately yeah i was like oh well that's kind of oh i guess that was it i was waiting for some greater you know yeah things of diving into it um and i'd say for probably a little more context on it um you know i think mark Marin summed it up really well in his intro to uh to, i don't know if you did you hear that at all i didn't listen to the intro no he said uh ridley scott is a guy that loves his movies almost as if he were a fan loving someone else's movie. Like he loves everything that he does. He right. loves his stuff. He is a fan of his work, which in some way is like a little bit, you could be like, that's kind of gross. But at the same time, you know, he's, he's quoted in here as saying, um, you know, that's the call you make. Uh, I've never had one regret on, on any movie I've ever made. Nothing. I learned very early on that to be your own critic. The only thing you should really have an opinion on is what you just did. Walk away, make sure you're happy, and don't look back. That's me. Right. And he, because he talked about how um, when he released, I think it was Blade Runner, um, there was someone in the New Yorker that just wrote this really long critique of his, his film. It was just, he, was, he thought it was really mean, that yeah. they didn't understand it. And he goes, and ultimately she didn't because it was a right. film that was beyond time and didn't quite understand he goes ever since then he goes i frame that i hang it up and i look at it just to remind myself that i shouldn't look at this stuff because i need i need i need to be happy with what i make and then i just need to move on that's all that matters i was like that's actually a really cool perspective from a creator standpoint it's kind of a healthy perspective to have from a creator standpoint because you can get you can get tight marred up in the in the you know, all the negative shit. And then Lord knows there's enough negative shit out there yeah. with the internet and everything that, that you can, you can really get bogged down with that. Mm-hmm. And so from a creative standpoint, real good to just go, do I like it? I'm making it for me. 
And that's a lot of you here creators say all the time, you know, make it for yourself. Yeah. Do it for you. You know, we had um Cue the fart cue the fart board, Justin, because we make yeah. this podcast for us. Yeah. Do it for yourself. Do it for you. Do it for you. Okay. That's right. We're gonna let that sink in. Yeah, we're gonna let that we'll let that fester. We'll let that marinate. Yeah, yeah, marinade. Let yeah, let that let that turkey marinade and deep fry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grit says, "I know I've been bummed before about our stuff." Yeah, like Absolutely. if you make something and you put it out and you're like, "Yeah, that wasn't good," you know. Right. Like, <laughs> and everything you make is probably not gonna look. You make enough stuff. Like Ridley Scott makes uh, a movie every few years or every decade or whatever it is. I mean, he makes a lot of movies actually. <laughs> He, oh, had two, he? he had two movies come out. He's doing the uh, the House of Gucci. Gucci one too. Yeah. Yeah, and he's doing this one. He's done. Yeah. He did the Martian. Like he's he's done a lot of movies. But still, like between the Martian and I, he, he's not. I'll say this: he's not putting something out as frequently as we're putting something out, or that Crit true. putting. We're not putting something out as frequently as Crit is putting something no. out. So when you're turning things out in that insane amount of volume, you're gonna have maybe a stinker here or there that you're like, ah, that wasn't my best one. But still, as long as you're happy with what you're doing, that's the point. Mm -hmm. As long as you're doing it for you and you're making you're making your art, that's it. And I feel like Ridley has has come to terms with that. I would hope in 83 years, you know, <laughs> on yeah. the planet, he's he's figured that out. That's a long time to, you know, have to think on that. But um, I still I still don't fully understand what he means by blaming the millennials is it again i feel like yeah. what he's saying, what i'm interpreting is he's saying that this movie is too smart for them or they're too confident so they're they're overly confident to be critical of his film i i don't quite understand what he's saying yeah again because it was a throwaway quote didn't really get more i was hoping to get more out of that um I think he was kind of grumpy because he was very thrilled because originally this is a movie he produced with Fox and then Fox got bought by Disney and he was concerned that Disney, this is apparently a pretty adult film. Right. He's like, Disney's going to hate this. And in right. fact, Disney was like, we love this. And they put a lot of like advertising and promotion behind it. He's like, I, I love what they did for it, but people just didn't come out for it. And I think it's just, and he even says he's speaking in broad strokes. I think that's just a cop-out excuse. Like, to be like, these millennials. Pfft. I was like, did you make this movie for the millennials? Like, who's your target <laughs> audience? Like, right. I think the movie looks fascinating, and I right. want to see it. I just don't want to go to the theater right now. Like, I don't want to. Sure. I'm not going to go. My first movie theater experience back is not going to be The Last Duel. Like, I'm right. not going to do that. When it's right. available on streaming, if it was on HBO the same day as theaters, I would have fucking watched it. Because yeah, yeah. I want to see it. It sounds interesting. Um, I can't wait for it to hit Disney+. Plus. Right. Um, perfect, perfect for that. Right next to Shang Chi and PJ Masks, um, and Bluey and Bluey. Um, but I, I, I really like. I, I feel like it's just like, listen, man, he's had enough movies that didn't do well at the box office to know that it's not a particular generation. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think that's really a lazy thing to be like, oh, these kids, all they want to do is watch shit on their phones. And I'm like, is that where's your proof? Right. You're not wrong, but it's also like they're not necessarily mutually exclusive. Like they can watch shit on their phone and go to the movies. Like absolutely, yeah. Also, to what Critch just said too, like 
you know, Hollywood right now is finding uh, they're blaming anything and everything except the pandemic. It's yeah. like, dude, we're still we're still coming out of a once in a generation fucking global shutdown. Yeah. You can't expect to make the same kind of listen that you used to make. It's people not- people aren't going to come out in droves for this fucking movie that's based on historical right. stuff. That's an R-rated film. Right. Like, I'm not a fucking box office genius, but I can tell you those combi- that combination of things is not going to put asses in seats in the pandemic. Right. People, now, is it, depending on if he was basing it off of box office numbers or if it was just critical reviews in general or internet buzz. All I, I know, know is that it said it made $27 million at the box office so far and a $100 million budget. So sure. they're like, rough. you know, it's rough. But I look at it as, listen, man, this ain't Fast and Furious. This ain't Jungle Cruise. Right. This ain't Spider Man. Right. You know, like people, this isn't. This is an R-rated film, so already you're cutting your audience into a certain segment, and then pandemic, and it's just honestly, it's just it didn't pan out, man. Right. Doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's just box office wise, it's not good. So don't blame the millennials on it. Like, was this movie made for them? Because if right. so, I think you. <laughs> I, think, I don't think you built it for the right audience. So I just think it's really shitty. Right. Like, ah, oh, these kids and their phones. They don't want to learn. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is fiction. Like, I think this is based on some historical stuff, but you also dramatized it. Like, I don't. I'll also say this is that you the, blaming the millennials is becoming a pretty old trick because the millennials are now in their late 20s to mid 30s to late 30s. Like the millennials aren't the kids that you that you're used to blaming anymore. So yeah. It really doesn't hold the same weight. Like that is kind of an out of touch uh, criticism. You yeah. Know, in 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 all rights. Because well, I identify as a millennial. I'm on. I think the very cusp of it. I, yes. I think I'm on. I'm in between Gen X and millennial. Like my brother, who's two years older than me, he identifies. I think more with Gen X. But 1980 is the the technical cutoff. Yeah, my brother was born in 81. I was born in 83. Right. And I and identify I, more with millennial than I do with Gen X. So, right. Well, and I say, I feel like I, I, I feel like we are, the way I always say is we're millennials with Gen X tendencies. Mm. I feel yeah. like we technically we're millennials and we adhere to a lot of that, but there's definitely some of that cynicism of the Gen mm. X era that we embody as well. So, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But like, I, I put, you know, when, when they say millennials, I'm like, oh, I think he's kind of talking about me too, you right. know, but I don't have probably some of the more, you know, obvious tendencies that yeah. some of the younger folks do that are probably, you know, in their late twenties, early thirties right now. And, um, I don't know. I just think it's really dumb to do that. To be like, these kids didn't show up to watch my movie. Okay. Right. I mean, you've made a lot of movies that people didn't show up for. Right. And this doesn't mean that you're bad. He, he, he went through the list in the, in the, epi- in the podcast. He's like, you know, I made uh what do you say? can't remember how it all started, but he's like, he made a movie and it didn't do well. And then he made Alien and it did really well. And then he made Blade Runner. That didn't do well in the theater. Right. Um, or did it? I don't remember. Oh, Blade Runner was not immediately. Uh, I can't remember if like he, he was like, said that was successful or not, but like he, he had a couple that were really good. And then he did Legend with the 20 year old Tom Cruise. And then he's like, that didn't do well. And then someone was like, hey, man keep doing this fantasy shit. Maybe you should do real life stuff. And he's like, what a concept. And so he did a movie called white squall, which personally really enjoy that movie. And then he did uh, another one. And then like that didn't do well, but then he's done a whole string of things. Like he did GI Jane. 
He did Thelma and Louise. He did Gladiator. He did a bunch of shit with Russell Crowe. Like, he's done... Black Hawk Down, Matchstick Men. Yeah. Like, he's done a ton of shit. Like, come on, man. American Gangster. Yes. Prometheus. Yeah. Exodus God and King the Martian, Alien Covenant. Yeah. Kingdom of Heaven, I think, was another one that he did. Like, yep. Like there, I love. I, I lives. honestly, when you say that, when Ridley Scott's name is attached to something, I take notice. He's one of the directors that I really enjoy. Alien is one of my favorite movies. Like I yes. love that movie. I love what he what he did with that. I love Gladiator. Such a great film. Like it's just, he's made some really great stuff, and so like I really appreciate that. I just think it's kind of weird that he would just sort of like toss that out there. Be like, nah. I'm like, you've had enough experience with box office failures. To be, did you blame someone else at that time? Like, who did you blame when those other movies didn't do well? Like, right. You know, like, seems like such an 83 year old man to say. <laughs> I blame the Hollywood types. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think. Uh, <clears throat> well, the thing was too. Most of the interview, I he sounded drunk to me. So I, yeah, I didn't hear that. He, no. No. Maybe it was just British. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, he was, he was, I thought it was a really cool interview. And one thing I also really enjoyed about it too, was how he talked about how he's a really good drawing. He's really good at drawing and he storyboards everything. Like that's incredible. By all the, the time. Can do that is, is I love that. Yeah. He sits, he, he's, he says he typically comes in under budget because by the time they're ready to shoot, he has everything storyboarded out. He knows all the different shots. He has everything right. drawn. He knows how he wants things to go, so they move quicker. So he goes, typically, they finish sooner, so they come in under budget and ready to go, and he can communicate that well with everyone. Apparently, he's doing a, a film coming up about Napoleon Bonaparte, and Joaquin Phoenix is set to play Bonaparte. Wow. It should right. be very interesting. I'm very curious yeah. about that, which will be really, really cool. That's very cool. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I... Uh... I, again, I, same same as you. I'm curious to see the movie. Um, I was not when I when I saw the trailer for it. I wasn't frothing at the mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't one of those where I was like, "Oh boy," mostly just because of the facial hair. I told you, I talked to you about this. Matt Damon and that fucking chin strap. I don't get it. If yeah. you got a chin strap, I say shave it. Um, you know, or grow the mustache. Sure, one of the two. But uh, I I thought it. I like that era. Like when mm-hmm. someone does film in that era, I've always liked that medieval, uh, you know, sword fighting era. So I'm, I'm curious to see what Ridley's take on that is. Well, say, I, I thought it was funny because someone took a screenshot from it and they showed like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon with those, you know, those thin, uh-huh. thin beards. And they said, this looks like a movie about guys in the late 90s who are on their way to see a Godsmack concert. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was amazing. I was like, yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Because for the record, I used to have that when I was in high school. I had one of those. You had the, wait, did you just have the goatee or did you have the chin strap? Chin strap. I didn't have the the chin strap. I just, I just had the chin. That's all I had. That's fine. Yeah. Again. That's fine. That's no. Here's the thing. If you play, if you play in a jazz quartet, then yes, you can have that. You've got a Amish. That's okay. I think, you know. Sure. I guess. Sure, I guess. Fucking sure, Amish. Not? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, the chin strip. I don't know. I don't, I don't take on that. I do still have a chin. Thank you, Wolf. But I used to just have the hair right here. He used to just have a chin, though. Yeah. That's the thing. I've evolved like a Pokemon. No Is that how that yeah. works? 
Yep. After you consume the soul of your enemy, you you evolve. <gasps> I choose practical Doug. <laughs> Throw me out at like a, a car retailer when you're trying to buy a car. Oh no, he's summoning a Pokemon. He's popped. This is a bad. Uh, this is a depreciating asset. Don't do it. Okay, thanks. Bye. No, not practical Doug again. Ruining my sales figures. The bane of everyone's existence at the car lot. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. I'm I, I I'm interesting about this movie because, um, because as uh, Ridley Scott talked about it, like, and in in this era, for a woman to accuse a man of rape, stakes are high, because if she is found in today's era, no, back then. Oh, back then. Okay. Yeah, the stakes are incredibly high because she she accuses another lord of rape, and if she's wrong, they will probably burn her at the stake. Like she will, her life is forfeit if they're like, yeah, he's not guilty. Like that, right. <laughs> the idea of exploring this, and also, um, I don't know. I kind of feel like Ridley Scott was spoiling some of the stuff in it too, um, <laughs> as he was talking about the movie. But you know, Matt Damon doesn't play a real nice guy, like as her husband. Like yeah. he, you know, uh, apparently, you know, after he finds, after she's like, you know, hey, this guy raped me, his response is like. Well, I don't want to be the last, so get on the bed. I'm going to I'm going to take a turn. Like he was like, you know, he's like, "Oh, you're going to die, but you're going to he's not going to be the last one inside of you. Like I'm going to get in there." Like that was his response. <laughs> well, I don't think I listened to that part of that is uh that is yeah. news to me. Holy yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, "Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Different time. But, different, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what to do with that? Yeah, there's no one ever does. But um, yeah, so I, I'm curious to check it out. I don't think millennials is the reason why. It's just, I don't know, timing, pandemic, timing, a topic. Pandemic. I was going to say that, you know, in hearing that too, it could just be a little tone deaf topic wise. Like it might not be something that honestly, I didn't know that side of the, I didn't know that's what I, I thought it was more of an honor bound Two people are uh leading up to this epic duel that they have to do for some honor bound thing yeah i didn't know that was i didn't know that was the the key element of the story so interesting okay yeah the whole reason why they're dueling is for the honor of you know this guy's wife who allegedly who's alleging that this other guy raped her so that i did not know yeah okay. so that's how it escalated where he's like i challenge you to a duel for you know the honor or whatever and that sort of stuff so that's how they're going to settle the dispute so as one does. As one does. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like Ridley Scott. I like the actors. Adam yeah. Driver's in it. Matt Damon's in it. Ben Affleck's in Love it. Love Adam Driver. Right? I mean, it looks, it looks interesting. Yeah. I want to check it out. You know. Yeah. You know. You know what I want to check out, Doug? What do you want to check out? I want to check out your opinion on something. Oh, boy. Let's do it. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. Practical, Real quick, before we get started, if you want to ask Practical Doug a question, all you have to do is shout out to us on our social medias uh, at MyGapPodcast or join our Discord, head over to the Ask Practical Doug uh, channel and just type in your question. We'll log it in and we'll uh, you can get a chance to ask Practical Doug. Justin, what do we got? So, um, wait, did we? Oh, 
Wait, we got a new one in here. Got a new one in here. And this okay. one was this one was the talk of the Discord this morning, let me tell you. I, I was going to say, I... Uh, <laughs> I we don't have to do that one today. We can kind of get like, around to that. One of these. Never mind. Um, okay. <laughs> but I'm like, we did not do one of these last week. Holy shit. Yeah. Let's save that one. Yeah. Uh, that was compliments of Reddit. <laughs> that, you know what? In reading it, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, that tracks very, very, very much. Okay, I uh, I think we're going to do the one from Slotty. All right. Slotty, Slotty posed a real good one, and I like this. So Slotty asks, Doug, would you rather fight a chicken every time you get in your car or fight one orangutan armed with a sword randomly once a year? This is a great question. Because this, this is a wonderful question. This deals with battling animals. You're battling nature. And it's, it, it comes down to, are you battling nature expectedly or unexpectedly? If I have to get in my car, which I use every day. So this says every time you get in your car. <laughs> it's like, forgot about this one. Love this question. So every time you get in your car, I get in my car multiple times a day. I get in my car to go gym. I get in my car to go get Natalie. Uh-huh. Chickens. It can be rough joke you know like they can are no joke they are no joke um but if i know that going in i can prepare for it mentally i'm like there's a chicken in my car i'm gonna come in this doesn't this doesn't hold on guys sorry there's a chicken in my car this means i could come in with a bat this means i could come in you know with a rope this means i could come in with you know brass knuckles like i can prepare for the fight and I'd like to add that I think it was Noah that said this is essentially just uh, free chicken. You kill it, and now you've got fresh chicken ready to be used, which Practical Doug absolutely agrees with. Like it's sure. you pluck it, you got you got. I mean, this is a business. You could sell that shit. You could cook it. Whatever. It's it, it sells you itself. You can air fry it. You can air fry it. it the, the the options are there, right? It sucks. I'd hate to have to do it every single time. It'd be annoying, but I know it. Every I can expect it every single time. What'll suck is if I wake up and forget about it. I'm like, oh shit, that's right. There's a chicken in here. I got to fucking deal with this. So let me ask you this. I want to qualify this real quick. Is the chicken aggressive? Saying like, that it's, aggressive. it's not just a chicken that's in your car that you've got to, you've got to kill. Like this chicken is like, it's a 28 days later chicken. Yeah. Right. That's, that's kind of how I saw it. Coming after you. Yeah, of course. And, and again, it's hiding. sometimes it's under a seat. You yeah. don't know where it's coming from. Sure. But you know okay. it's in there. But you know it's in there. You yes. know it's there. Here's the thing. Is it when you get in the car or is it at some point during the drive, it's going to smoke bomb attack you? The way I see this is like as soon as you open the door, this chicken arrives from its <laughs> from its chicken plane <laughs> no. it's, and it's there. It's yeah. like, let's do this. It doesn't always go in the same spot. Okay. But it materializes in your car. You have to I come in. You got to be ready, it. you know? If like you're mid, you're sitting at a red light, and you just hear, it's like fuck. Look around. Uh oh. Because like the one time you get in, you're like you're waiting for five minutes, it doesn't show up. It's like oh maybe it, maybe it won't show up today. You're like I right. guess I'll go. And then yeah, dun dun. <laughs> and you just hear, I did. <laughs> in the back seat. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> There's pecking. You just people are looking. You're like mother. Yeah. <laughs> you rip its head off, and you're like ah, blood sprays all over. There's the other thing. You've got to clean up blood every. Well, it depends time. on how you do it. Depends okay. on how you do it. You know, snap its neck. Snap its neck. A quick bludgeoning. You know, 
then take it out and then finish the job out in your driveway every day. Funny is that the Cochran guy choking yeah. his chicken again in his car? Mm. Yeah, okay. exactly. So that would be really annoying. It would get old, but it's something you can prepare for. What I wouldn't like to deal with is any type of ape. Apes are strong. Apes are terrifying. Orangutans are especially intelligent. Smart guys. And if you give it a sword, right. Fuck off. I mean, I, the, and you don't know where this is going to be cut. You could be sitting on the toilet. You could be sleeping once a year. Right. This motherfucker shows up and you don't know when you don't know where, but right. he shows up. It is terrifying. You have no idea when it's going to happen. And that right. is not an easy one. Cause if you're caught unaware and you have nothing to defend yourself and this yeah. motherfucker has a sword, even without the sword. Oh, shit, yeah. Even if he doesn't have a sword. It's like this <clears throat> thing just sort of like comes in, just... <laughs> you're like, oh, God, it's her birthday. What are you doing? Like, you know, he just comes crashing into your, no, your house. No, I choking my chicken. Right, exactly. Or you said, like, you're sleeping, you just see up from your bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just... Right. Oh, it's, it'd be awful. It'd be terrible. And... So without question... You're going, you'd rather fight the chicken. Well, so goes, but what if you get the sword to fight the orangutan? Still sucks. That's close combat. I don't want to get in close combat with a fucking orangutan. I think we'd whip my I ass. Asking, what if the sword becomes sentient and you convince it to fight the orangutan for you? Now we're talking. Am I misunderstanding? <laughs> Listen, Ben, I need you to go take care of this for me. Okay. All <laughs> you know, right. There you go. Spiritual yeah. weapon. Go. You know. Go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would fuck fighting an orangutan, dude. That that would be a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. Like it just, it's just knowing the only relief you would get is when you, if you survived and it was over, and you'd be like, well, at least for a year, I'm square. No, here's or is it a calendar part. year? Is you know? it a calendar year? So it could attack on December 31st, and then it could attack again on January 1st. That's the thing that would really suck in those years. You're like, well, it's a new calendar year. This motherfucker. Right. It's just going to put me on edge the rest of the time. But, you know, yeah, maybe that you get that one good night that year. One good night's rest. And after that, yeah. it's on. Oh, man. Donkey Kong. Oh, I see what you did there. So Doug has ruled he would fight a chicken in his car every day. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. 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 I'm liking this immediate transition. Me too, man. <laughs> yes, Wolf Slur, I would wrestle with a cock on the daily. You know it. You know how I roll. That's how he does it. How I do. It would do oh. That cock, he would scream out. I'm showing some signs of being fucking wet. And that would be it all you need baby okay oh this is gonna be good this is gonna be good 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 oh, i didn't know who this first person i'm like i don't know what well if i feel like all these are your throwdowns because you're so damn good at it all right justin <clears throat> this week's throwdown is ang from avatar the last airbender versus captain planet Gotcha. Right. I would be happy. Said, What's yeah. that? 
No, go ahead. I said, I'd be happy to take Aang from Avatar The Last please Airbender. Do. <laughs> please, please do. Please do. Awesome. Please take that away from me. Let's talk about, let's talk about Aang. So Aang comes from the show Avatar The Last Airbender. And Aang's a bit... I guess we also have to talk about what, what Aang are we referring to? Are we talking about Aang from the show when he's a child? Or is it an adult Aang? Like, what, are we, what are we talking about here? Because that would be interesting. Well, actually, let me back up. I feel like this is kind of simple in a lot of ways because Aang doesn't believe in killing people. That was his oh, big yeah. conceit in this show because they tell him he has to fight and he has to kill the Fire Lord. And he's like, I, I'm an airbender. We don't believe in that. We don't want to do that. So that already puts him at a huge disadvantage because if this is a fight to the death and if we're going with the child version of him, I don't think he's in a spot where he wants to kill someone. I would like to believe that adult Aang gets over that at some point and he's willing to kill people for the sake of balance in the world. Okay. But could he take away Captain Planet's power making him inert? That's a great question because he can yeah. do that as well. He let can me, take powers away? Let me back up. So Yeah, please, because I'm very lost already. So Aang's ability, he is the Avatar. And in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender, that is a singular person that is reborn every generation. Okay. And they have had like, Dog just showed up. Doug, focus. Sorry. <laughs> Always running it, Loki. All right. So, um, <laughs> we uh, so we have Aang, who he's he's the Avatar. So he once he's mastered. Typically in this world, there's benders, what they're called, and they can bend a, one particular element: okay. fire, earth, water, wind. Those are the four main ones. Not heart. Okay. Um, but the Avatar, with training, masters all four elements, which makes them incredibly strong, and their whole objective is to bring balance to the world. They help the inhabitants of the world. They try to resolve conflicts, and they try to essentially, if need be, they will involve themselves and start or stop wars or do what they need to do. So Aang, at his apex in the show, he masters all four elements, and he has this, an ability, this ability called the uh, Avatar State. So, essentially where he will summon the power from his past lives, and he is incredibly powerful. However, if he is killed while in this state, the Avatar ceases to exist forever. Oh, interesting. So, yes. there is a potential, um, there's, a, there's a drawback to being in the Avatar. Again, it's like any video game. It's, you've got this great power, but there is a potential consequence that comes along with it. Yeah. My dog just okay. opens my door and fucking leaves. Dick. Hold that thought. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. I see. I didn't, I never knew the conceit of this show. I'd always heard you just speak of it and speak of it highly, but I never understood like really what the, what the whole in and out of it was. Yeah. So okay. he's got a lot of ability. I feel like I don't even need to read this wiki. Like he's incredibly powerful. He tell me. Yeah. Yeah. And he does discover a way he learns from a giant lion turtle, um, how to, essentially take away uh he affects the energy of an opponent and he's able to take away their powers take away their bending power their bending powers okay so he he's able to do that so that does play a factor in this um in but that the question indeed is does captain planet bend well captain planet is kind of the avatar of their world right why don't you why don't you go through captain planet's powers let's let's break that down Sure. So Captain Planet's abilities are never clearly defined within the show, which is kind of a MacGuffin because it allows him to always have a way of defeating his enemies and solving the problem. 
we've seen him shapeshift. He can alter his structure to take on the properties of any element or material. He can transmute other objects in a similar fashion. He can fly. He's got great strength, and he withstands forces that can kill a normal human. He's also displayed telepathic and empathic abilities. He is weakened, however, when he comes into contact with pollution, including mental pollution, like hate. And he is bound to the physical realm of Earth. Although he is capable of flying into the orbit, he cannot travel away from the planet. Um, in one episode, he's unable to return to Earth completely as two of the five planeteers and their uh, rings, Earth and Heart, are stranded in space. Okay. So well, I'm already seeing a, a giant weakness here for him. Exactly. Now, I didn't realize. It doesn't say anywhere in here that he is directly, obviously, anyone who's seen the show knows that he is manifest from those rings coming together, but it doesn't, it doesn't state here that he is only brought about by those rings. So I feel like that's the only time he shows up, though, when people no, summon him. A hundred percent, yeah, and I'm surprised that appearance. Hold on. Because I'd like to say that if Aang could incapacitate the ring bearers, yeah. then even if he is summoned, I would feel like that would, you know... Who's born as part of Mother Earth's quest to stop humanity from destroying itself. He would be formed when the power of the rings were combined. The rings represent an element of nature, and thus Captain Planet himself represents all positive forces of nature, and it is his job to defend nature from those who would destroy it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... Light and an embodiment of all powers of nature, but again, only if those rings are there. I think that's his huge flaw. And if he is um, weakened by something like hate, I don't know if Aang would ever really, he doesn't carry a lot of hate in his heart. He's a, actually, say, he's, he's a do-gooder. He's a pretty good kid. I mean, he means, yeah. so he has his weak moments where he's incredibly upset. His spirit animal is stolen from him. He's about, he almost goes ape shit and destroys people because they stole him. Okay. Goes in the avatar a tar state and summons a tornado, a sand tornado. It's like they're basically going to whoop their ass, but then he down. Um, but if if he were to do that against Captain Planet, that would weaken Captain Planet. There was hatred. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Captain Planet's incredibly vulnerable here. Between I feel like he's bound by his ring bearers who need to summon him, and I would also argue that what happens if they get injured, right? Or what if they get incapacitated or something like that what happens you know yeah, Just, i was gonna say he's if any of them are are not present <laughs> at the at that fight yeah right like he he relies on them to do that in because i would say that obviously ang would whip all the ring bearers asses like i don't care they have one particular element ang's a master of four elements so right He's got that covered, so I think theoretically uh, any element they would throw at him, he could just bend it, redirect, and everything. And he kill. would he yeah. would throw, yeah, he would throw the full force of nature at them, and I think it would be a real challenge for them to summon. And even if they did, you know, I think he would still be vulnerable in a lot of ways. So I'm going to give this to Ang. I think Ang yeah. got this one covered. Honestly, it just I don't know much about Ang and the whole Airbender franchise, but uh, I got to say, based off of what I'm hearing here, I got to say. Aang! <laughs> Yeah, baby. Airbenders all day. Yeah. All uh, day. Wolf says Captain Planet is the avatar of Mother Gaia herself. Is it Gaia? Gaia? I think it's Gaia. Gaia herself. Thank you very much. That's kind of. Thank you very much. A wife. Uh, a, a wife. 
That's a wife drop, Wolf. That's a you dropped a wife. You right dropped them wives. God damn. Yeah. God damn. Uh, that was awesome. Fun. Good. Once again, thank you, Council. Thank you, Wolf, for that. That was a really good one. Talk a great about one. talk about from a powers and abilities standpoint. A Perfect. great matchup. Yeah. Perfect matchup. So cool. Now, what if uh, what if Aang had to fight uh, an orangutan with a sword? Oh, Aang would destroy him immediately. Once a year. And he no problem, see- no problem. Because sure? absolutely, because also his, his 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 he would destroy the orangutan. Absolutely, yeah, no problem. All right, no problem. I don't know that orangutan's wily. He is wily, but Ang, he has a lot of times when he's when his body is also in danger, he sometimes naturally goes into the avatar state to protect himself. Okay, so yeah, done. If that orangutan gets in close while he's in that <laughs> avatar state and kills him, then he's done. Yeah, I don't think he's I'm done, not son. I think if Fire Lord Ozai in the middle of the comet, Sozin's comet, uh, you know, can't defeat Aang, uh, I think an orangutan doesn't stand a chance. Doug, you're make- I can make up words too, okay? I know, right? That's just how I feel oh. when people talk about Pokemon. I'm like, oh, this is what it's like when I talk about my stuff. I got it. <laughs> I listened to someone recently just like rattle off a bunch of stuff. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what any of this is. Like, I respect what you like, but I, I can't yeah. contribute. I'm sorry. I have no idea what's going on. I love it. Uh, Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? So there's a new show out on HBO Max <clears throat> called The Sex Lives of College Girls, and it's a new Mindy Kaling show, and cool. it is fucking hysterical. Nice. I have to give Mindy Kaling all the credit in the world. She is an incredible, incredible creator, writer, showrunner, producer, actress, uh, or actor. She's She's absolutely hysterical, and I I love the career that she's made for herself. Starting out as, you know, Kelly Kapoor at the office, and just exploding onto the scene with, you know, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on what her show was. Was it just? It's called Mindy, wasn't it? The Mindy Project, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, with that and then everything else that she's done. She's got another uh, Never Have I Ever on Netflix, which is a great coming-of-age story. It's about a high schooler kind of figuring themselves out. So this one is about four girls who are at this kind of Ivy League, small Ivy League school out east, and it's them. It's it's a coming-of-age story, but for college kids. And it's it's ever it's all the girls that she in an interview she said this is all the girls that I wished I was in college, and just you know body positive, sex positive, figuring it out, but still fucking things up and. Mm-hmm. It is, I cannot tell you, I seriously sat there and laughed out loud at this show. And I didn't think I would. I know I'm not the target audience, but good writing is good writing. So I would strongly suggest checking out, uh, it's called The Sex Lives of College Girls, and it's on HBO Max. Awesome. What do you Love got? Uh, I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. Arcane on Netflix. Just released the third act uh, last weekend and uh, wrapped up the first season. I liked it so much, I immediately started rewatching it. I just, I think that it's, much. I think wow. it's phenomenal. I, I love the art style in it. It's a mix of hand drawn and CG. Um, it's got such a compelling story for me. Just, yeah, I love it. Um, a lot of heart in it, and there's a lot of for me emotional moments. It's a very adult show. Um, in a sense of it's funny because Natalie and I started watching it. I had no idea that it was like an adult show and she made it through almost the first three episodes. And then she got really scared. I was like, yeah. yeah. And then I watched the act two and I'm like, oh yeah, you have no business watching this. Show. This is not for you 
at all. It got real adult from what you said. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, there's there's violence and you know sex and things like that and dropping f bombs and what. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's what the show is. Um, but it's really also, really good. College girls also not for Natalie. Yeah, I figured. I'm just gonna throw it out. Yes, if you've got a five year old, don't let him watch it. Yeah, I figured it's probably not gonna be even interesting to her. Um. But this, uh, it shows great. They have really awesome moments where they almost turn it, what it, it turns into like a music video. It's very artistic and flowing, and they do that a couple yeah. of times, and it's really, oh, it's so well done. I don't know, something about the, the art on this just really spoke to me, and I think it's great. And uh, I'm absolutely shocked that no one in the Mind Gap community has watched this. Like, I, I feel yeah. like I haven't been able to talk about this with anybody, like, at all. I'm, I'm just like, Nobody? Nobody's He's scratching it. Like, I gotta talk to someone like, about nobody, it. No one's watched this. No one wants to talk about it. Like, I listen, I know it's attached to League of Legends, right? It's based in the League of Legends universe. Okay. I get it. I understand it. I don't play those games. I don't want to play those games, but god damn it. This is good, man. It's been good. <laughs> Noah's like, I'm trying. I've just been in love with curbing curb your enthusiasm. That's totally cool. I get it. It's I get that too. It's it was hard for me to to split away for, to my show because I'm so into billions right now. Right, but it's, I, I get it. I get it. Hard to start a new one. I totally understand, man. When someone's like, dude, you gotta watch the show. I'm like, hey, man, tell it to take a number because I'll get to it when I get to it. A lot of good content out there. Yeah, but the the clip that you sent me was it to your point was fucking incredible. It was really so really good. good, and there's so many layers in that. Like yeah. I said, I'm like, there's no spoilers because there's also no context. I had no, no idea what was going yeah, on. No idea what was going on, but you can enjoy the visuals for it. And, and that's a very powerful yeah. scene, I think, in my, in my mind. Um, yeah. You know, there's some really great themes in it. And I'll say this much because I want to warn Same. you that it ends, it ends abruptly. Season one does. So just know if you're looking for some closure, you ain't going to find it. But season two is in production. So it's, it's, Good. it's happening. I think they said maybe 2022, so probably late next year is when it will come out again. Probably, I think they do a League of Legends championships every year, so they'll probably just sync it up with the championships and, and play it. So probably, I'm assuming probably next November when the next season will come out. Highly, highly recommend it. I think uh, it's a phenomenal show, and I think it's actually one of the top-rated shows on Netflix. So, oh wow, that's if awesome. that matters to anybody. But yeah, there you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, please, please, please check us out on all our social medias at MindGap Podcast. Uh, and it would mean the world to us if you would also go over to twitch.tv slash Podcast, Drop us a follow. Turn on the notifications so you know when we go live. And also, please, 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 big, big ask, Justin and I, head over to YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. We're just a few away from hitting 100 subscribers which is huge for us. We have done dick all with our YouTube channel since we started doing it. I don't know how many, like 2019. I don't even know when we really, when we started with it, we didn't do shit with it. We kind of just would toss our episodes and random things up there. But uh, I've been making some YouTube shorts lately. Um, they've kind of, for us, have taken off. They don't do mean much in the world of, you know, everything. But, you know, one of them has 3,000 views. A couple have like 1,700 views, which is huge for us. And we saw like a drastic increase in subscribers and views and watches. So it would mean the world to us. If you would go over there, hit that subscribe button at a hundred subscribers, we get our own like dedicated URL that we can use like YouTube slash I podcast, which would be great. So, um, a sub would mean the world to us. Um, and check out all, you know, what we have 
We've got uh, highlights from our Twitch streams, which were honestly some of my favorite things. I went back through and watched those. Those are fucking funny. We had some good moments in there. If you want to catch the episodes, uh, we do them live on Twitch and YouTube Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central. Um, if you want to catch the video on demand on Twitch, you uh, subscribers can watch it immediately. Otherwise, you can head over to YouTube and catch it there, and we release the audio podcast on Thursdays. And also, I stream a video game stream on uh, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. So come check us out for that. I will say for Thanksgiving weekend, with all the feasts that I'm making and family, I probably won't have anything on, on Saturday. I might have something on Friday if I have time, but no promises. With the holiday weekend, it's kind of up in the air, but we'll see. So please check us out there. And also, please don't forget to check out Justin as well. That's true. On uh, Instagram and Twitter at uh, Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the all nine realm, check us out on Spotify, on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung, Listen, Amazon Music, all those fucking places that you listen to podcasts and love them. Subscribe, rate, review, share us around. The big one for us is sharing. Uh, just copy a, a link to one of your favorite episodes. Throw it out to your social network, and you can even do that on YouTube. Just grab the URL from one of your favorite clips or one of your favorite episodes on there. Throw it out to your social network. It goes a long way, and it does a lot for us. And then 2east8th.com slash mindgap, and just keep an eye on all of 2east8th's social presences. Yes. Presence-i, presence-i, presences. Yeah. Yes. We appreciate you guys, and have a, have a happy Thanksgiving, honestly, seriously. I hope you all get to enjoy some time with your, your friends and family, uh, Friendsgiving, if that's what you're doing, uh, just taking some time to be together, enjoy each other's company, have a great meal, reset. Listen, it's been rough on all of us, all right? So do yourself a favor, have some self-care, enjoy your time, really do, and uh, looking forward to seeing you all next time. So then, uh, And Douglas, thank you. Uh, Twitch and YouTube, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.